This podcast is being brought to you by Brownstone Healthcare. I'm Dr. Cree, and you can find me on all social media at, at Dr. Cree, D-O-C-T-O-R-K-R-E. You can go to our website, www.brownstonehealthcare.com, or you can give us a call at 205-202-5650. With you, I'm going to have to. Okay. I'm going to have to get in your business a little bit. Okay, business. I've never once seen you dating Seen <laughs> you with anyone? Oh Lord! So that's the question on the streets Jesus. right now. <laughs> Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what goodness. the people want to know. <laughs> Deanna D. Reed was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, but has made the world her workspace. A seasoned organizer and political operative, D. specializes in voter engagement, mobilization, and grassroots organizing. D. has worked in various media outlets in the Birmingham and Tuscaloosa area. Not long after graduating from Miles College, with a BA in PR and journalism, she became marketing promotions director for WBHJ 95.7 Jams and WALJ 105.1 Jams. There she used her platform and radio to support and advocate for young people, families, and seniors in our communities. Having served as the National Program Director for Woke Vote, she successfully contributed to influencing over 2.5 people, 2.5 million people, to vote in their respective state elections through intense mobilization efforts nationwide. In addition to possessing a profound commitment to electoral justice, she is currently working to help put an end to the gun violence public health epidemic, primarily impacting underserved communities of color. Through the creation of Peace in the Streets, a series of prayer marches, she hopes to increase public awareness of the long-term lasting effects of gun violence and promote love, unity, and change through a time of prayer and consecration throughout areas that have been labeled as hot zones for violence. She is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She is the founder CEO of the Engagement Pro, a consulting firm designed to develop and implement community-based initiatives and political campaigns. She is actively involved in ministry at Rock City Church, where she serves as elder and life development corporate coordinator. I'm sorry. So, Miss D. Reed. Yes. Tell me a joke. All right, I got a good one for you. All right. What do you call an alligator who is a uh, can I run it back? <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Yep. What do you call an alligator who is a detective? I don't know. You ready? Yeah. 
an investigator. (laughs) 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 Yes, I love it. I did what I could. I did what I could. I love it. I love it. I'm going to take that one. Now, let's take it from the top. First of all, uh, I'm going to start here. Mm -hmm. This season, I got a little theme, right? Okay. And it is, what makes you so Birmingham? So you say what makes you so Birmingham, then I get to say what I think makes you so Birmingham. So D. Mm. Reed, what makes you so Birmingham? Ooh, (laughs) I would say what makes me so Birmingham is my love for people. I think when we consider one of the greatest assets that we have in the city, one of the first things that people will always say are the people. And God has really allowed me, Ivan, you know this, to work in so many different spaces. Mm -hmm. And I think it was all preparation for what I'm doing now. But the common denominator really is the people that I was able to meet along the way. So even, and I know we're going to talk a little bit more just about our journeys, but even when I ran for office, right, and I was telling somebody this earlier, I didn't have the resources to to phone a consultant. (laughs) I had to call community, right? But it was the people that I met in a previous season that were able to donate buttons. I got free T-shirts, and my homeboy did the marketing for my campaign. And so I would say it's going to be the people for me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the people for you. Yeah. All right, two things. First of all, I forgot to tell you my joke. Oh, okay. All right. Why do cows have hooves? Hmm. Because they got moves? Moves? Because they lactose. Lactose. Boodle. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> um, now, what makes you so Birmingham to me is... It's what you bring to the table Mm. when you are engaged. I don't care if it's radio, a campaign, Mm -hmm. the church. You bring you 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 bring your Fred Shuttlesworth. Mm. My God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You bring your you. Everything about you, your fire, mm. your love. Yeah. It's just you, you are, you Birmingham's best to me. Uh, now, let that me, gives let me, me chills. Now, let me, let me back up a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and set the tone here before she tells her story. I actually don't know a, a lot mm. about D. Wow. So I'm going to be learning, mm-hmm. you know. With everybody else in just a minute. Yeah. But from the day I met her, I've been calling her an angel. Wow. There is, I say this without second, you are by far the sweetest Mm. spirit that I have ever met. Wow, Iva. Like, 
You uh. are just such a joy. It's like when I see you, I start smiling because I know you're about to come with the love. You're about yeah. to have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's in this in this day and age, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure you like, I'm just doing what God told me to do. But in this day and age, I I need it. When yeah. when I see you coming, it's like I'm a bit I'm about to give me a big old hug yeah, and I'm like, you know what part. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I just say that to say if 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 you know or don't know D, you are missing an opportunity mm. if you don't engage her because she's gonna give you something back. Wow. Well, listen, I appreciate that. And I think going back to this question surrounding Birmingham. That's what so many people have been to me from, you know, first grade yeah. <laughs> and just just kind of thinking about all of the people. So the teach, so the teachers, where'd the you educators. Where did you go to elementary? So I went Tim? to Robinson Elementary School. Okay. Um, east Side, girl. E- listen, East Side, Bay, <laughs> Bay Area, huh? Okay, that's real Birmingham. Um Banks Middle School when okay. it was a middle, when we yeah. had the jet on yeah. top. When you had you had you were actually there yeah. when the jet was yeah. there. Yeah, yes, sir. D, I thought you were younger than that. Mm-mm. No, friend, <laughs> you know, just black, black don't crack. That's so what it is. I get all the time like, oh, okay, what what school are you in? I'm like, I graduated so many years ago, but I appreciate the compliment. Uh, no, so Banks Middle School, and honestly, that was my exposure to just the media space. Okay. Not even realizing what would then happen years later, right. but I would be in class, you know, just kind of talking up a storm, whatever the case may be. And so the principal at the time, Miss Duff Newsome, she said, "Look, since you love to talk so much, we're gonna have you read these announcements." Uh, each morning, I was the person that was coming over the intercom every day. Like, this is what we having for lunch. <laughs> you know, PE, we're going to be focused on basketball today. Yeah. But it really planted a seed in me. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, went on to so middle school, high school, Ramsey High School. Yeah. And here's the thing, though, and I'm so grateful, um, again, for just people because I will go as far as to say, had I not went to Ramsey, I don't know if I would totally be the person that I am today. Just oh, same. Based on same. environment, Absolutely. conditions, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, and so fast forward, I graduated from Ramsey and I went on to Miles College. Yeah. And even going to Miles, like in my life, and I'm grateful for how God has taken me all these unconventional ways mm-hmm. because I had an ideal of the school that I wanted to attend. So my first choice actually was Tuskegee. So Why Tuskegee? So, I mean, I, I got a chance to go there uh, senior year and okay. it was the energy. Gotcha. And just like their passion for their school and just history and I will never forget I mean you know the older we we get we forget things Mm -hmm. but this um is one memory that I hold dear so it's senior year and we're all in the gym and they brought in like upperclassmen and so they they got the band and all of that and it was exposure to HBCU life and so they go into where the sunny or girl you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it was like everybody was into it I'm like yes 
where I need to be. Yeah. But it was so expensive. I was just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. And I had a conversation with my best friend's mom. And she was like, well, D, have you considered Miles? And I was like, well, no, I actually had not thought about it. Uh-huh. And believe it or not, I didn't even know a whole lot about Miles being from Birmingham. Right. Um, but I got a chance to go. I spoke to the band director. And he was like, look, if you want to be in a band, we'll give you money. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, say less. Because a lot of times, <laughs> you know, we have to go where the resources are. That's right. But it was the best decision that I could have ever made. I didn't see it then because I'm like, oh, man, I got to stay at home. All of my friends. I, I just felt like everybody had deserted me because folks that went to Auburn and Howard and just all of these yeah. schools across yeah. the country. But had I left the city, right? think about the opportunities that I would have missed. Because right. now staying here, I got a chance to intern at the Civil Rights Institute. Yeah. Um, I was actually interning with Upgrade Magazine, mm-hmm. which is, you know, how Rashida got her, you know, kind of got right. her start. I was one of her first interns. I interned That's at the I radio station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I had like 10 or 12 different internships, but I appreciated that because it gave me an understanding of what really lit my fire. Yeah. And that's how I made the decision to go into radio. That's just what stuck. I love it. Yeah. I, I don't know if stuck is or stuck. It's, it's stuck. stuck. Yeah. Stuck. But we now, don't And that was Birmingham. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was confident with it too. I sold <laughs> you, it. You sold it. I sold it. And I was going to, and I was going to let it, I was going to let it go too. See, and I appreciate it. That, that's why I rock with you. <laughs> that's why I rock with yeah. you. Now, um, you got through um, miles yep. and uh, interning and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Then what was next? Yeah, so interned start started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like right. that, if I had to create a soundtrack of my life, yeah. like that's gonna be at the top of the list. Yeah. So I was the person, y'all, when we had major events. I was putting up flyers, shell on Third Avenue. Uh, street fly- team. Listen, I was part of the street team. Yeah. So flyers on the trash cans, on the walls. I mean, we were uh, going to different schools and just engaging with students. But again, it was all planting seeds. Right. And so fast forward, Mary Kay was like, hey, there's a role that's opening, promotions assistant. I think you would be great for it. Um, it's going to allow you to, you know. So put that's a, how that came Yeah, about. put a few coins, yeah. you know, in, in your pocket and continue just to learn more about the radio world. And I'm uh-huh. like, okay, that would be awesome. Yeah. So I sit down with B-Money. He's doing an interview. So he's sitting across from me just like you're sitting across from me today. And he was like, well... You know, I probably won't be doing this too much longer now because this was right around the time. So for those of you who don't know, B-Money, radio personality for years, uh, Book Wild Morning Show, Africa, Ebony Aarons, like all of these vets that can't, Ricky mm-hmm. Smiley, B-Money was a part of that whole kind of radio movement, Absolutely. I would say. Yeah. Um, but this was a, around the time where he was opening up 3000 bars. So a lot of things were shifting. Mm-hmm. So when he said he wasn't going to be doing it too much longer, I'm like, okay, well, that'll give me like two or three more years to kind of work things out. No, <laughs> no the, yeah. in, the, in the same season. My yeah, God, listen, yeah, that'll preach. Yeah. Because he ended up putting in his resignation. So I did get the assistant job, but mm-hmm. this same year he puts in the resignation um, and they make me interim 
marketing promotions director and i'm at that point maybe 22 23 now the thing about this and that's why i would encourage anybody to not despise the days of small beginnings Mm. because i went from serving to now leading and so now i'm leading the people that i was once serving look at god and so as you can imagine though so one being young one being a female and i'm also leading you know folks who are my senior it was a lot of tension. So that in itself was a major learning curve. Sure. But I will say that one of the greatest lessons that I've learned from that experience is that I will say, so names change, but spirits don't. And I, I didn't realize it at the time, but wow. as God was going to continue to elevate me, it was important that I learned how to manage personalities and manage. Because you're going to see them over and over gonna, again. Listen, they name going to change, but yeah. the spirit going to. So that way, when you elevate and you graduate to level 10, you can be like, oh, I I can remember. <laughs> I, I remember that. Oh, I see you. I, yeah. I know you. You yeah. don't know me, but I know you. Yeah. And so, you know, I was able to just learn a lot there. And it was interesting, um, just even the way that God covered me. Because as you can imagine, still being very young, I didn't know, uh, uh, you know, everything there was to know. But I appreciate the mentor. So sure. the Mary Kay's of the world. So it, it speaks to the importance of having mentors and insulating yourself with people that genuinely want to see you win. That's right. And let's, I will also go, you know, as far as, as to say this, they don't always look like us. Now... That's right. You know, we 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 appreciate that and we look for that and that is important. Representation is important. But, but I we gotta appreciate, give shouts out to those yeah, that to don't allies. look like us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so Mary Kay was one of those individuals that had my back. I mean, from intern to promotions assistant to promotions director, even after she left and she was in Charlotte, that's how I was able to make that move because she called and said, hey, there's a job opening, something that you may not have necessarily done because it was more focused in on sales. But she said, I think it'll be great. Like, you'll get a chance to get out the city. You'll get a chance, you know, to learn something different. And, you know, the rest was history. Yeah, so it's, it's all of that for me. The Magic City's very own professional soccer team, Birmingham Legion FC, is in the middle of another successful season with a playoff push playing home games at Protective Stadium. For more information about the upcoming schedule and to grab tickets that start at just $7, head to BHM Legion and follow at BHM Legion on social media. Hammer down. I'm so glad he pushed the button without saying this because he always catches it. I forgot to get your social media handles. Ah. <laughs> How can people follow you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at dread.com. That's D-E-E-R-E-E-D.com, spelled all the way out. And I'm on Facebook, of course, at Deanna, D in parentheses, read. And I have another page, dread for change. So, yeah, you just, yeah, you can look me up that way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now... Um, what is your favorite charity right now? Hmm. I would say that one of my favorite, let me ask you this first. How are we defining charity? Not church. Okay. Not church. Mm -hmm. So nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of the nonprofits that I will lift up, of course, is Woke Vote. Okay. 
Um, Tell us about Woke Vote. So Woke Vote was started in 2017. Shout during, out Deanna Reed. Yes, Dewana Thompson. I'm sorry, Dewana Thompson. Talking about you yeah, and, it and happens thinking all about the time. her. Like somebody tagged us <laughs> once on Facebook and was like, Dewana Reed and Deanna Thompson. I was like, <laughs> I'll take it. That's, that's my good sis. I love it. Um, but yeah, we started in 2017 and I love Dewana. She literally called me. I'll never forget. I'm on Highway 280. And she calls and she's like, hey, sis, I know you just got out of a crazy situation. Um, she was referring to me running for city council. But she said, I just started this organization. And our sole purpose is to ensure that black folks turn up and turn out in this upcoming election. And I believe that we can do it. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of time. But I think, you know, with the right people in place, we can accomplish something that most people deem impossible. And she proved that what folks were calling impossible, when you have the right team, it doesn't always have to be a lot of people, but if you can have the right few people. And so she called us in a room, Iva, it was probably about 10 folks or, or so, her dad included. And she said, look, I just need everybody in this space to believe that it can be done. And so we went on to organize on every HBCU, PWI here in the state. Uh, we work with churches and other, you know, organizations that have been on the ground um, all across the state. And it was amazing just to see the impact that we were able to have in that short amount of time. And so when you think about what we did in just what, six to eight weeks? Think about what we could do if we now apply that same level of energy and intentionality every single day when it comes to engagement. And so Woke Vote is that group that is continuing to do that. And even in 2020, when the world shut down, we know there was so much social unjust, unjust, um, we were on, like, we were on the front lines. We were That's working right. with Breonna Taylor's family. Um, we put together... What's, what was called the Woke Vote Tour in partnership with Until Freedom. And we got a chance to travel the entire country on this huge bus. And we were going to unconventional spaces. We were pulling up in the housing authority. I'll never forget, we were in uh, Durham, North Carolina. And there was a young lady that was outside. She had her children. And I'm like, hey, sis, you know, we all fired up. I'm like, hey, sis, you registered <laughs> to vote? You know, that sort of thing. I'm doing my whole spiel on exercising your power, your, 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 your vote is your voice that whole thing and she just was not uh buying what I was selling and I said okay there has to be a shift and so I really began to talk to her about the why we were there why this vote tour in the midst of a global pandemic was happening because we were truly in a state of emergency which was the tour's name and I said well have you heard of Breonna Taylor and she's like duh of course it's national news I said well you realize that when we say arrest the cops charge the cops we're speaking to the district attorney and the da is an elected position and for her and it was went. like a light when i mean so connecting those dots in a five maybe a, a 10 minute you know conversation exchange that lady got on the bus so in north carolina you're able to register same day and vote uh -huh. so we provided uh transportation for them she got on the bus her children she was like well they ain't got no shoe i said don't worry about it sis we it's, it's all good i, I hold a man and so we got on that bus we took them uh she got registered she voted the same day 
And so I think it just speaks to the power that we have just in mere conversation, right? Like if we can take out and just demystify this whole political system because, and we, you know, we, we go into these spaces and we feel like we got to use all these big rooms. But if you can just tell your story in your voice, why this matters, you'll be surprised how people will be moved into action. And so that that's the charity uh, organization that I want to <laughs> highlight. Uh, Woke Vote dot us you can learn more information there is she not just (laughs) (laughs) i love it so if you don't answer one of these questions okay you have to make a donation to woke vote but they're all easy everybody always answers them and i just like to get people's i like to have these uh charities highlighted yeah and I was just texting back and forth. I've been texting back back and forth. So Dewana is coming on. So I'm really Yay! excited about that. Yeah. Awesome. So first of all, Regents Park or Rickwood Field? <laughs> ah, I'm going to go with what we doing is the question. Like, are we watching just a game? Pick one. We kicking it, we parlaying. Don't it's up to you. You can say, Well, I'm gonna pick this because. Okay. So here's the thing. I'm gonna actually go with Rickwood Park, right? Because I think it's easy to go with regions, but when I think about um why I do what I do, it's yeah. really to reinvest and, and and invest in our community. And we know that Rickwood is just it's so historical, like it's so much that has transpired, but I also feel like it's a forgotten gem a lot of times. Like we don't talk about it enough, mm-hmm. but my homegirl, Elena, she actually had her birthday party there really? and it was dope. Like the way that she was able to reimagine the space. Right. And so I think it goes back to what you were saying about new strategies. The Bible even talks mm-hmm. about the fact that we can't put new wine into old wine skins. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, if there's a space like a Rickwood that may not necessarily be what you feel like or imagine it can be, what's well, like, well, how can you now work with that team yeah. so that you can create what it is that you want to want to be able to see? Best yeah. answer for a this or that question. <laughs> <laughs> Botanical Gardens or Rick or or Railroad Park. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park. Hmm. I'm going to actually go with Railroad Park. It's just central. It's a centralized location. All right. Yeah. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Mm, Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Protective. So, World Games was super uh, dynamic. and, And you know this, Iva, but... I have had the honor of working with the L- Rashida Leroy um, since 2000 and 2009 because I met her the year that I pledged um, since 2009. And so we got a chance to do some very early walkthroughs in preparation of World Games. And so for me, the blessing is always to see a thing from inception to reality and so to to kind of see it in those early stages yeah. and then be able to be on the field where it's however many thousands of people that were there, um, it was amazing. So I'm going to go with Protective. And, and it's just done so much. I feel like it it has, in a lot of ways, revitalized that area. And it, it has created a new energy yeah. um, in our downtown area. I agree. Yeah. 
Crossplex or Legion Field? Hmm. It's Legion Field for me. <laughs> it, it's the Magic City Classic for me, baby. Because I go back to now Tom Joyner, Sky Show, uh, waking up super early. So funny story. Now that you got a couple more. When I was working at the radio station. So anybody that's from Birmingham, you know, I it's just like the folks that man the streets in like it's just they they be, they be doing a lot. And I, I appreciate, <laughs> you know, the job that they have. And I know it's not easy. But it, it be top flight security of the world. <laughs> and so after a certain time, you just cannot get in the perimeter. I don't care what badge you got, who you know, right. who your mama is. And so for whatever reason, we miss picking up our generator for the 95.7 Jam stage. Okay. And again, it's Magic City Classic, y'all. So for the millions of people that will one, he- one day hear this, and you may not be familiar with Classic, it's one of the top HBCU classics in the country. So we're talking about over 100,000 people. Right. So that means you got thousands of people that are tailgated. So thousands of generators that have already been... Re- so there ain't no generators. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow we find a generator and I can just remember myself having to drag this generator. Thank God it was on wheels from, I can't even think of, is it Graymont? So the very end of Graymont, I, number one, I had to pay Graymont somebody. Graymont and um, Arkadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to pay somebody that I met at the at the Sunbelt store when I picked it up. <laughs> God bless him. Whoever... <laughs> God bless that man. <laughs> he puts the generator on his truck. He drops us off. And I'm now pulling this generator all the way down Graymont to the 95.7 Jams tent. So I just have so many memories at Legion Field. So much love. So much history there. So it's always going to be, uh, do they call it the gray lady? The, the old gray the old, lady? It's going to be the old gray lady for me. All right. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Hmm... I'm going to go with the Science Center. And yes, I got a high five from my boy here in the (laughs) studio. Um, But I've had an opportunity to be a part of a lot of different programs and initiatives now that are focused on STEM. So shout out to Microsoft. They actually had this really dope space um, in the World Games Plaza. Mm -hmm. And we were talking to young folks just about the importance of um, learning about science, technology, engineering, and math early. And we had all these HBCUs that brought in their engineering students that were able to do like these really dope presentations. And I just think when we consider the path that we're on and where we are, like um, technology is not going anywhere, right? And so right. I'm not a mother, but I just, I kind of have this running joke with my family. I'm like, before I give my kid, if God blesses me with a child, before you can play with a phone, you're going to need to know how to build one. Like, that that's how serious I yeah. am about engaging black boys and black girls into tech and doing it early. And I think McWayne Center is that space for them to begin to dream, imagine, think critically, um, and be exposed to that sort of thing. We need to open the Black Wayne yeah, Ooh, I like that. We, we already <laughs> created in everything, anything and everything already. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Hmm. I'm going to go with... That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sloss just for the aesthetic. 
aesthetic and like the vibe that it creates. Okay. But I know the whole Vulcan team over there and they're they're super dope. But I'm going with Sloss on this one. All right. Yeah. Time out. Okay. Biggie or Tupac? Ooh. <laughs> I'm going with Tupac. Yeah. Michael Jackson or Prince? Mm, MJ. I'm going with MJ. <laughs> Barons or Squadron? Hmm. Let's go with... I'm going with the Barons. Okay. Yeah. Legion or Stallions? Mm, I'm going with the Stallions. All yeah. right. And finally, Alabama or Auburn? I'm going to get a lot of hate messages <laughs> on this one. Can, but can I be honest? Yeah. So when I go out of town and I tell people that I'm from Alabama, that is normally the first question that they ask. Uh-huh. And I'm neither. Like, I'm <laughs> Miles College me, Howard University me, Spelman me. I will give you another Morehouse out. Me. I'll okay, give you another what's, out. what's the out, Doc? It's not, this, it's not easy. Oh, okay. Alabama State or Alabama A and M? Ooh! <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm the only reason. Okay, A and M, and the reason why I'm going with A and M is because they came through the World Games Plaza and they showed so much yeah, love. Shout out to did. State as well, Doctor Ross. Like did. all of them are amazing, but A and M, like it was, <laughs> it was different, dog. It just it felt good. Yeah, I love it now. We gonna have to wrap in a few, but mm-hmm. I gotta bridge a gap, mm-hmm. and that is from radio to running mm-hmm. for office. Mm-hmm. What transpired and what put you there? Hmm. So much happened. Okay, mm-hmm. so I went to Charlotte. Okay. But I'm going to be honest, I had this thing where because I went to school here and had done so much, I just, I felt like I needed to get outside of the city. Right. But at the point where I now got that opportunity, I went and it didn't feel like home. Home in in a sense where I'm like, okay, there's something I'm supposed to get out of this season. Mm -hmm. So that way, whatever I'm now gaining, I can come back and apply that mm-hmm. you know knowledge mm-hmm. to whatever God is going to do next in my life. So I went to Charlotte. I was there for about a year and it was amazing. Like it was everything that I thought it was going to be and then some. Um but in a but for me Charlotte is a place where there's already so much that's transpiring mm-hmm. and I think sometimes we we do try to go the easy route mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. have a mm-hmm. place like a Birmingham that is still very much a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. Now let's be clear there's a lot of progress, there's a lot of development that's occurring. We're seeing the shift now in leadership on a lot of different levels, mm-hmm. but I just think that there's still so it's still very pregnant with possibilities. Mm. And so now coming back home I started working so I started working at Bruno event team my mentor uh, Mr. Larry Thorne he calls me and he, at, the, at the time I'm in Charlotte he's like hey D there's a great you know job opportunity um what would you think about working at BET and granted you know my my background is radio like I've been to BET <laughs> awards like I've done all of this stuff you know we received Abby awards and all that 
And I'm like, BT, like, yes, <laughs> right. sign me up. <laughs> he was like, okay, well, I'm going to tell the people over at Bruno Event Team to be on the lookout for your application. I'm like, wait a minute, Bruno B. Event, <laughs> I'm like, Mr. De- Mr. Thorne, don't say that no more. Right, like, that was right. not <laughs> the, the BET I was talking about. That part, I was talking about Black Star Power. <laughs> uh, but you know, being there, uh, I so this is 2017 now, y'all. So I, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to navigate now in a different culture, mm-hmm. um, different space. I'll say that. And so one day, I'm driving through my neighborhood over on the east side, and I'm starting to ask myself, like, all these different questions. Well, like, why don't we have this? And why the kids got to play out in the street? Like, why we don't have any? Why, you know, most of the businesses that were once there are are no longer there. And I said, okay, well, D, it's one thing for you to ask yourself all of these questions, but what are you going to do about it? Right. And so, and and I think that speaks to anybody, right? In you know whatever industry that you're in, we can complain all day, but what are you going to do about it? And so, I have this crazy ideal: I'm gonna run for office. Yeah. You know, and so I prayed about it, and I, I said, "Okay, God, I don't really know what I'm doing now." Again, I've always been, you know, a a servant. Um, whether it was like being out in schools and developing different programs or serving just in ministry, I think it just, I got it natural because my dad was a pastor and I can remember, so over in Smithfield and I can remember seeing him on Sundays, we would leave and he would pick up, uh, church's chicken for folks and he would give them and folks say like, Oh, well they'll give you the shirt off their back. No, I've literally seen my father, give the shirt off of his back mm-hmm. and so i think that's what really kind of propelled me up uh, so michael reed okay. but the other part of the story is he actually was murdered in 2011 so when we think about what it means to turn our pain into purpose i think that was another sign for me that i have to do more wow. so it was an attempted robbery and the guy at the time was like 28 years old and so when I really sat back and my pastor talks about having 360 vision where you walk around a situation, you know, like really thinking through a thing strategically and thoughtfully. And I said, okay, this speaks to a much larger issue that we have in our community. And, and so, yeah, yeah. And so for me, so that was in 2011, but I really began to see myself get more active and engaged. And so in 2017, I think that was the cherry on the ice cream, I think they say. Um, and so I called up my homies. I called up. You know, folks that most people probably never heard of, right? But Mm -hmm. they were leading within their respective uh, spaces. So my girl Erica had graduated from UA with her degree in communications. So she was responsible for doing all of my press releases. Gilberto Gilberto Herrera at the time was working at the Yellow Pages. He was doing sales. So guess what? He was in charge of fundraising. I had a homeboy that had his own marketing company, Drew. So Drew did my website. And so I just, 
God literally gave me a list of people and I sat down with everybody and I'm like, okay, what do you do? You know? And so based on what they did, like we got them plugged in and it speaks to the power that we have that is sometimes untapped in us because we don't realize what right. we can do. Right. And so we sat down and we began to ideate around what it would look like to build out a campaign. And for us, and even now I say we a whole lot. Right. right. So when they say, well, oh, you ran? No, like we ran for office because uh, let me tell you, Alicia, who was my campaign manager, she's the wife of JT, who is now one of our city councilors. I'm getting her on the podcast. Listen, I heard she the bomb. She is super dope. Like you, you're going to love, <laughs> okay. you are going to absolutely love Alicia. But I just think about how all of this now has come full circle. And even though we did not win that particular race, it opened up the door for me to then work with Woke Vote. And so really coming from, you know, the Woke Vote experience, it gave me an opportunity to learn more about... Um, I would say the the data components, you know, because mm-hmm. the goal of woke vote was to be able to target low propensity voters. Mm-hmm. What are low propensity? Who are low propensity voters? These are the folks that aren't voting in every single election, but it's primarily because they are historically disengaged. Right. Nobody wants to spend the time to have a conversation with them. Nobody sees the value in investing in them. Right. But Jesse Jackson calls them rocks laying around. And so it really is this ideal of if I can pick up my rock, you can pick up your rock. Think about what we can defeat collectively. And so doing campaign management, and, and it's funny, Iva, and I'm, I'm going to stop, but I, I I say I'm done after every, after every race. It just be so much Jesus. <laughs> but I really do love what I do. Yeah. And I get a chance to see the direct impact that it has on people. And I really have a commitment to ensure that we have the right people representing us on every level. So when I was working with Jason Meadows, I served as his campaign manager, who is now our school board president. Mm-hmm. Like it did me proud because Jason, um, a lot of folks in the, you know, Jason coming on. Okay. That's what's <laughs> up. Like a lot of folks weren't as familiar with his work, but he had yeah. the fruit. So anytime I'm considering who I'm going to work for. If I'm going to lead a campaign, I'm like, well, what, where is the fruit? Now, Marika Coleman is another one. Hold on right there. Yeah. First, I got to say this about Jason. Um, I have enjoyed meeting him. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I've, I'm really enjoying getting to know him. Yeah. But Marika, go yes, ahead. <laughs> yes, Marika. So Marika calls me this year and... um. She's so, been putting me off from the podcast, but go ahead. Okay, well, we're going to have a conversation with her. Um, but those who are close to me know that I really debated on whether or not I would run for office myself this past election cycle. But it's all about being impactful. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to just run to run. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does have to make sense. And I think even from a strategy standpoint, uh, we got to think about how can we not just recycle people in and out of the same seats. That's right. But how can we flip some of these? Like, how can we do something different? How can we reclaim some of this power? And so I really went back and forth um, about it. And when she called, I said, well, let me think about it. I'm, I'm still, you know, kind of thinking through some things. And God gave me a piece about it. And when I tell you. 
it was one of the best decisions that I could have made. Like, I absolutely love Marika. Like, you have a lot of folks who, you know, preach one thing, they post one thing, but yeah, she... The whole different thing listen, behind closed doors. They, yeah. That's, that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> but she, y'all, is legit. She the is real everything thing. she's built up to be. I mean, 100. she's going to be at community meetings at 8 o'clock. Not because she has to be, because what we also realize, Iva, that at some point, you know, let's be honest, there are certain things that you just don't, re you don't really have to do it, yeah. but she wants to do That's it. Right. And I'm like, though, like we got to get more of those types of people elected. Folks who really understand what the issues are. They also understand how to get things done. They are masterminds at working across the aisles, right? Yeah. Because there is an art. You know, to passing bills. There is an art to creating legislation. There is an art to uh, building coalition. So I, I, I think we got to be, we have to be more thoughtful around, like, who are those folks? Who are the Davids of the world, mm -hmm. right? What we know about the story of David is David was uninvited to a party that was happening at his own house, right? And so <laughs> right. who are the folks that are out in the field with the sheep? Right, that may not necessarily have name notoriety right now, but in the right hands. And so I think for me, like I really want to be able to help develop the next wave of leaders from again, from local to national to global, um, because I just think there's so much more that we can be doing. Like, even as we think about power building, I'm like, Y'all, you realize this isn't hard. It, it just requires us getting out of our own way because a lot of times we're working in silos and we don't always have to agree, right? Like there, right. there are some things that you've, you've done that I probably would have done a little different, right. you know, and <laughs> vice versa. But, but that's okay because right. at the core, we still want the same right. thing for our community. Right. And so I'm like, how can we start to have more of those conversations? Yeah, you know? yeah. And in closing, the project you're working mm -hmm. on now, how can we get involved? Yes. So the project that I'm currently working on is in partnership with Faith and Works. And Faith and Works' sole mission is to really bridge the gap between the church and the activism community um, yeah. so that we can be a lot more in expansive and impactful in our work. And so with Revote, we want to be able to revitalize the black vote. Like we want folks to be able to turn out in unprecedented numbers in November. Now, the reality of it is we, we understand that we don't have a whole lot of time but it's also knowing that if we can plant the seed and so what we're going to be doing is working with faith leaders all across Jefferson County and really equipping them with the tools that they need now in order to mobilize their churches mm -hmm. um, and really recentering the church as that hub for uh, wraparound services, social services. We know back in the day, like you could go to the church to register to vote. Like right. back in the day, you could go to the church uh, to learn how about uh, financial literacy. To right. learn, you know, it was so much more than you. We gonna go in, we are gonna have a good time, and and that is necessary, right? Mm -hmm. But we also know that like folks are just dealing with so much, and so we want to figure out like what are. Uh, these spaces that already exist that if we just pour a little bit more gasoline on it, you know, we can we can spread a fire um, so that folks can almost feel like an awakening around. OK, look, 
we may not necessarily have everything that we want right now. And if we're honest, Iva, the condition that our communities are in, it did not happen overnight. But if that goes back to that one word, the one that said in that room, if we can just believe, mm-hmm. like if we can believe like, okay, we may not be able to get it done with this election. However, like we're, we're building something here. So that means the next election, we're going to knock on a few more doors. We're going to make a few more phone calls. We're going to send out a couple more texts. And so, and I shared this with you, but all of this is relational. So I think it, once we can get out of this space of being just transactional, like mm-hmm. us just showing up when we want people to, like the weekend before, like fish, let's be honest, fish fries ain't going to get it in this season. Now it, mm-hmm. it may, it may work. Back in the 9-9-2000. But in 22, <laughs> right. like, messaging matters, representation matters. Um, and then also helping underst- helping people really understand what is at stake also matters. And so I think, it, you know, once as long as we can get back to that place, we'll be able to really begin to see the change that I know we all desperately desire and that so many of us need. All right. I got one last question okay. for you. Is it more likely for you to be an elected fish, elected official next, um, an elected official, or a pastor? Mm. I want to thank Deanna D. Reed for joining us. I want to thank you for listening, and as always, a huge shout out to Creed sixty three our 360 news and urbanham.com god bless this podcast is being brought to you by leftover energy llc i am service i am uplift